Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome into the Lake Show on a Thursday evening. And let's call it the aftermath <laughs> of the storm. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs for the next three hours. Happy to have you along for the ride. It's kind of a weird topic I want to get into here to start the show. And the weird topic that I want to dive into right now is just the state of some Minnesotans being upset. And being upset with the weather and weather reports. Imagine that. Think about this for a second. Over the last, I want to say, 36 hours, I have come across friends. I've heard conversations from from others that people have basically been stuck in this mindset of, why have we been lied to? This is nowhere near the amount of snow that we thought we were going to get which that's not even really accurate. It, like, it, maybe it, the storm wasn't as bad as maybe most people thought it was going to be. This was one heck of a storm. Okay, let's, let's, just, let's just pump the brakes on, on, on the negativity or the inaccuracy about how devastating a storm is going to be. Because 19 inches in Apple Valley, that's pretty, that's, that's a lot of snow. But my point is that I don't understand why people are so frustrated with, okay, there are predictions about um, being able to get around and travel and all of that, and there should always be travel advisories, and if they think or predict that it's going to be nasty out there, you got to let the people know that, okay? From a, from a how, how much snowfall inches-wise is going to fall on the ground, if they're off a couple of inches – I'm fine with that. But I, the only people, in my opinion, that should be upset about this, or no, I don't even want to say upset, okay? Upset's the wrong word. I'll say frustrated are business owners. If you own a store, if you own a restaurant, and you feel like you've missed out on some money that was possibly going to be made because you didn't have to to, you know, close so early, I could get that, okay? There's going to be a level of frustration there. That's understandable. But to think that parents are angry because some schools got shut down for two days, stop it. We we went through a pandemic where kids were stuck at home for, for I don't know how long, right? So... When you look at the way that this played out, 
Okay. Because I guess that we can all say technically it's it's over, it's done, at least this particular storm. Why so angry? Why so upset? 651-461-9226. I know that I'm one of those individuals that I'm not a, you know, I don't own a store, I don't own a restaurant. I don't have kids that need to go to school. So I'm in a little bit of a different position. But I, I don't get I don't I would rather us be preparing for something that could get brutal and nasty and then not rise to the level of that and be over prepared than to than to think it's not going to be that big of a deal and then you got people stranded on freeways, you've got people they're bad struggling because we saw what happened in Buffalo and I know that, that was a uh, that, was, that was way past and beyond anything that we've dealt with here the last or this week. I get that. But the people in Buffalo, New York, it seems like it just, they weren't ready for that. They didn't see that one coming at all. There were a lot of people that died in that storm. So all of this being angry, being upset, being frustrated, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going there. Chris, you got a daughter. I'm assuming she was off yesterday, today, mm-hmm. um, and your wife, I don't know if she had to go into work. You And by the way, I'm a little bit bitter with you because you didn't tell me about the little after party at the hotel and all that stuff last night. You guys are just living it up. Hey, I mean, I'm, I, I'm I, here in Bonita in the morning. Yeah, I, I believe the word was, uh, what did what did Jesse say, crunk? I believe that's what I mean, what y'all it was getting like. crunk. I, you guys I, I, were getting <laughs> crunk last night oh, in, in man, anticipation yeah. of the uh, the big storm last night. But where do you fall with the with a lot of people kind of venting and being frustrated and upset that the storm wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be? I, I think when people are upset about it, I, I look at it this way, Henry, that the overall amount of snow was about what they had expected. And just because somebody got maybe half an inch more here or an inch or two, it's like, well, you were wrong because I only got 12 inches and these people got 14 inches. It's like it's it's going to fluctuate. Right. But I I feel like it was the intensity of the storm. Like people were expecting this this really intense, almost, you know, uh, whiteout conditions. And that wasn't necessarily what it was. But, but didn't the, we see some whiteout conditions, though? I mean, like, what, didn't we see, I, like, I, yeah. I looked out the window last night, and I saw some stuff that didn't look good. And even early this, like, super early this morning, I was like, mm, I was saying to myself, this is, the, the, look, I've seen video, because uh, you guys know that I, I love to tweet, and just the nature of us in this business, we're going to watch a lot of newscasts, we're going to check out a, a lot of um stuff on, on social media, like, there were plenty of videos that I saw, spinouts and potential accidents and jackknifing and stuff that took place that lets you know all was not right out there. Now, I think that the, I think that there were a couple things about this. I think that Chris is 100% correct. The intensity in terms of like it just being the worst ever. Yeah, that, that, that was, it wasn't close to that. Okay. No one's going to sit here and say that it got anywhere near close to being as bad as what a lot of people anticipated, okay, just from the level of the storm. Now, in terms of, like, the snowfall and how many inches, it wasn't too far off. But in terms of the intensity of it, I think that Chris is right. 
And I think that that's the part where a few people that, that many people looked and said, you know what, maybe we could have kept some of these stores open. Maybe we could have kept, um, you know, I'm getting emails yesterday about, about the gym um, closing like three hours early. Maybe we could have kept certain places and establishments open a little bit longer mm-hmm. so that small business owners could make a little bit more. Yeah, let, let, let me say this about it, Henry, before we, we get to some calls here. We have all of this information at our disposal, and I feel it would be extremely irresponsible if we didn't look at the information that we have because technology continues to get better. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Paul Douglas or it's Sven Sundergaard or, you know, Belinda Jensen or Chris Schaefer, you know, whoever you want to name as your meteorologist, everybody's got this. Look at you, you name dropper. I know. Well, it's not like I know him. I, you know, I'm trying to throw out my little system. Yeah. Oh, b- believe me. I'll, I will drop any names I can. But we've got this, and it would be irresponsible if we didn't look at it and say, okay, this is a guideline, but it's not an exact science. Yes, and I'm glad that you, you just stole my thunder right there because I don't think that anybody out there that's an adult that's been living forever or as long as we have that watches the news, pays attention to the to the weather and the forecasts and the predictions, you know that it's not going to be like spot, spot on. Like th- there's there's going to be the majority of the time you're going to look at it and from an accuracy standpoint, you're going to say, well, it's not always going to be the most accurate. Like that part we know. That's just part of all of this. All right, 651-461-9226. Hey, let's take a brief pause real quick. We'll come back. We'll get to some phone calls here. I know that Evan in Apple Valley, he wants to weigh in. <laughs> he Evan got plenty of snow. I hope your back is doing okay from all the shoveling today. Larry in Cambridge in Ryder, Wisconsin. Uh, we're talking weather reports and people venting a little bit, being frustrated. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. Next segment, we'll talk to Doe Young Park. Covers the Minnesota Twins for MLB.com. But we're talking weather here. We're talking about the forecast. We're talking about the predictions. The storm didn't really get to, it didn't rise to the occasion. It didn't get to where we thought it would be. The intensity of it, it didn't reach that, that plateau. In terms of the, the amount of snow though, um, in various different places, depending on where you live, some places they got close, if not to where people thought it was going to be. I think, Apple Valley, they ended up getting, I, I, earlier today, like a, hours ago, I saw it was like 19.3 um, inches. I'm not sure. Kevin in Apple Valley, he's called in. He wants to weigh in on this topic. Kevin, what you got for me? Henry, thank you for letting me vent. I always enjoy listening to you. Uh, I'm, in <laughs> I Apple Valley and Farming, I'm in the Apple Valley and Farmington, and in Farmington I got 14 or 15. In Apple Valley I got every bit of the 20. Uh, it mm. bothered me the first couple of days, a week or so ago, when they first started talking zero to 14. You know, that's that doesn't work for me. Last I heard, they're saying 12 to 18. You know, I'd rather them over-forecast a little bit. You'd be over-prepared a little bit. I can't speak to intensity, but I look at the amount of snow. And, uh, you know, if, if they oversell it a little bit, I'm okay with that. Some of these people that think it wasn't enough, uh, come on down. There's still a little bit left to shovel because I don't have a snowboard. <laughs> Hey Kevin, you know, you're 100 percent correct. I and and I kind of echo that sentiment in the in the opening segment too. I would rather they say that we're gonna get if they think that, and I'm not saying that they should lie to us, right? We're we're not saying that. Don't lie to us. But right. if but if they think that we're going to get um you know 22 or 23 inches and we get to you know 19 or 20. I'm good with that. I'm not going to be sitting there talking about where, where's my other three inches that you promised me. I don't care about that at all. And the other thing um, a, a, about all of this is, and this is something that has to be factored in, and you, you probably feel the same way that I do. Um, I'm, a, I'm assuming, but I'll let you uh, weigh in on this. This storm was slow moving. So, so it was almost like I think that we were lulled into how much snow we actually got because – you know, it was it was one of those deals where people were like, okay, it's going to go from Tuesday to Friday, right? And we're not sure how intense it's going to be. We think it's going to be intense. We think that this is the big one, right? Almost like Sanford and Son from, from many years ago. But it was one of those where, you know, it, there some snow came on Monday, if you remember. And then Tuesday, it wasn't a massive snow. It was just a little bit of snow. And then Wednesday during the day, Remember you had where people could get in and out of uh, the airport and nothing was really coming down, and then they kind of went full bore Wednesday night when everything was basically closed closed up. So I feel like the way that this kind of came in and kind of was sitting here and really didn't get intense until last night, I think that put people into kind of this, this mode of being lulled into this thing. I think you might be right, Henry. You know, I had about six inches Tuesday. And I snuck out Wednesday morning, actually, into Bloomington, you know, because it cleared there for a while. But they were saying we were going to get more, you know. And, I mean, if you tell yep. me 15, 18, whatever, if I end up with 6 to 9, if you were legitimately saying 15, 18, I'm happy with the 6 to 9, you know. I'll, I'll yep. take less. Yep. Thanks for the phone call from Kevin in Apple Valley, 651-461-9226. And I think of all the things this week, the one day that threw me off was Monday. 
I wasn't expecting snow on Monday. I was expecting snow Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even into tomorrow. And the Monday stuff, when I saw that on Monday, I was like, okay, I wasn't ready for this. Let's go to Larry in Cambridge. What's up, Larry? Hey, nice to hear your voice. Um, I'm a little bit embarrassed at what we've evolved into. Um, It seems like a very whiny, privileged perspective when the world is uh, kind of topsy-turvy these days to be complaining about. First of all, the, the weather reports that we do get, we should be grateful for those. <laughs> and we're not in Turkey with our... Uh, Everything collapsing around us. That's right. Or in the Ukraine with bombs blowing up. Uh, I just think we're uh, kind of weak-kneed folks. <laughs> Hey, I don't disagree with you, Larry. I don't disagree. Let me ask you this, Larry. Out in Cambridge, how many inches did you get out there? I think it was probably around 16, 17, something like that. It's more than we thought. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, thanks for the phone call from Larry in Cambridge, 651-461-9226. You know what? I love Larry's phone call um, because Larry, in essence, in that phone call, he, I mean, he just gave us all a dose of reality. Like, we can sit here and we can feel a certain way and complain and all this, whatever, but life is good. And that's one of the things I've always stated about Minnesota. And that's why when, when I went away to college and even, you know, coming out of college, you know, people would, you know, my buddies from like Oakland and from New York and all these different places, you know, you know, you know, they would always Minnesota, all that cold place. I'm like, you know what, man? We don't have earthquakes. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have. If I got to deal with snow and that's all I got to deal with, I think I'm doing our right. life's not that bad. Life's not. That <laughs> it's bad. not that bad. Let's go to uh, Judy and Hugo. What's up, Judy? Hello. How are you, Judy? Yeah. Well, I'm doing just great, but I um, I don't usually call in uh, on talk shows. So this, but this is something that really kind of is bugging me. So I thought I'd call in. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate you I, calling. I, I agree with the caller ahead of me. Uh, first of all, I've been around a long time. In fact, I used to listen to um, Boone and Erickson in the morning when they would cancel a school years ago. So I've been in Minnesota my whole life. Mm-hmm. But That's I just, awesome. And so I'm, so I'm so amazed at how people are, and I think social media has contributed to this. Everybody wants to whine and complain about everything nowadays. It doesn't matter what it is. Not everybody. I, I'm, ex- I'm. I shouldn't say that. I, that I'm exaggerating. But yeah, but we, but we, no, no, no. But you're not. You're not. You're not really exaggerating, Judy, because we have been conditioned into. We, we, we do complain about a lot of things that we typically maybe 20 or 30 years ago didn't complain about. And I know that we're, that we live in a different world today. I totally get that. And there's certain things that we learn about and we evolve as individuals in certain ways of thinking just, you know, just aren't as acceptable today as they were maybe 20 or 30 or 40 years ago. But with all of that being said, there are some very simple things in life that we all have to deal with, and weather is one of them, and we shouldn't get so tied to being so emotional about it. Well, and the last thing, the last time I checked, I don't think we were, other than the National Weather Service, we're probably paying for that with our tax dollars, but I'm not paying WCCO to give me all the information that they give me. 
And I think it's a pretty good, I'm pretty grateful and thankful for it. And so oh, for, that's people, awesome. for, so for people, I can understand people getting a little frustrated because, oh, the kids, you know, they took the day off from school and we had to, you know, screw around trying to figure things out. And I understand that we've all been there. But you know what? It's just a small thing to have to do um, to be grateful for the fact that maybe you didn't have, you didn't get caught off guard and you and your family weren't in the car when the storm hit and you had to try to survive in a car. So anyway, that's all I got to say. Thank you so much, Judy. I appreciate you calling. First-time caller, Judy and Hugo, uh, checking in here on The Lake Show. Uh, let's take a phone call from Rod in Wisconsin. He's got the uh, the final word. Yeah, hello. Yeah, i got to put my two cents worth in. I'm a talker, you know. Thank you for taking my call, Harry. Uh, <laughs> I like talkers. First of all, first of all i got to say, yes, uh, Larry from Cambridge and the lady that was just on there, I agree with 100%. I live 100 miles northeast of the Twin Cities, and all I can say is we've got 15 inches or more because I grew up on a farm, and the magic number was about 15 inches. Anything over that was a pain in the ass. And as far as 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 far as a meteorologist, uh, I can't. Uh, Paul is awesome because there is only one meteorologist that can predict what the weather is going to be, and that's God. And uh, I so far I haven't heard him on WCCO or any other station, but uh, uh, that man from Cambridge—that's just what I think about. We, we could be having the, the buildings could be being missiled, uh, dilapidated, uh, uh, and social media is gives people who are supposed to be adults get on there and act like uh, fourth and fifth graders. Or well, I don't mean to demean fourth and fifth graders. But, you know, it just, it, I hear what you it's just an outlet to get on there and say this. But, no, uh, we probably got about, I don't know, like I said, it's over 15 inches. Like I said, a pain in the ass, you know. I hear you. Hey, thanks for the phone. You know, you, yeah. when, when you get out and you just have to try to spread manure, uh, uh, get stuck with the tractor. Of course, nowadays most farms have a manure pit, so they don't do that, you know. They, yeah. it, the manure is pumped right into a pit, and then you do that in the spring. But uh, when we had the cows yet, you know, we used to have yeah. to clean barn and yeah. have to fight it. And, and yep. I'll tell you, it's still February, and I can remember I'm 63. February's into into March when we would get a snowstorm. I don't miss it. I'm not. I, I don't miss it one bit. Yeah. But we used to get down 20 below zero. Yeah. And, and thanks to the phone call from Rod in Wisconsin, and I'm with Rod. I- one of the things that that we've learned is that the majority of the people that have called in in this segment, they're like, people, let's all take a deep breath. Let's all be thankful and count our blessings because things could be worse. And I know that there was a texture. Read the text really quickly for me um, uh, if you still have it, uh, Chris. Uh, about th- There was a text. Oh, do you have it still? So, yeah, I've I've got a a couple of them here. Um, I'll just get to them. Just here. read the just read the one. Yeah, just read the one you had, you had alerted me to. Um, because I had said, uh, you know, I, I feel like people shouldn't get as upset about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, right here, I see it. It said, Henry, if you don't have children, then you don't have a right to judge parents being upset over last minute childcare. I wasn't. There's a couple things about that texture. Thanks for the text messages on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. This topic is not just about parents 
Okay, first and foremost, okay, this is about all of us having to deal with because parents aren't the only ones dealing with this weather, and parents aren't the only ones complaining about the weather forecast, number one. Number two, I was fully transparent and said I don't have kids, and I said that I understand that those people that have to find um, or have to have their kids at home or have somebody watch their kids, I can get how they be a little bit frustrated. That is the opinion that I have, and I stated the transparency in that. And then the last point I would say to that texter is it's better to over-prepare in life and deal with situations head-on as opposed to not walk in terms of walking into a situation underprepared and something go haywire. That's not how we want to go about our business. Maybe we can get back to this and take some more phone calls here a little bit later and text messages, but we'll take a break now. We'll get to the local weather, and then after that, we'll talk some Twins baseball with Joe Young Park. He joins us next year on the Lake Show. I see. You know how this works. Whenever you're efforting and trying to get a hold of somebody, you put out the bat signal. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. Uh, in this case, it did. Joining us now on the other uh, John Schuster Cola Banker Hotline to talk Minnesota Twins baseball because we are. In spring training is Doe Young Park from MLB.com. First off, Doe, thanks for uh, giving me some time tonight. How you been? I'm I'm not buried under 13 and a half inches of snow or whatever it is, Henry. <laughs> oh, wow. See, there you go. See, now why you why you throwing it in our face? Between you and Jason DeRussia, what's going on? You know what, though? I'm not even mad at you, bro, because if I was down there in Fort Myers, I would be, um, I would be throwing it in people's faces, too. So, hey. Uh, it, it's it's your life, man. It's your job, so you you know have have had it, man. It's all good. It's all good. But let me ask you this. Um, let, let's start with with just spring training from the perspective of fans that have made the trek down there. Uh, just give me a sense of um, you have to give me specific numbers, but but what is the um, what does it look like in terms of people that are coming just kind of around in Fort Myers wanting to be a part of uh of Twins baseball? Yeah, I mean there's. The Twins are always a very accessible team when it comes to spring training, especially before games start, given guys access, giving people access to players and coaches and that sort of thing when they come down, because they understand that this is an important source of, you know, pride for the Fort Myers community, for the Minnesota Twins fan base. Um, and you go in even before games start right now, and you got dozens, maybe hundreds of people on some days that are able to congregate around the little bullpen areas, around the warm-up fields in the back, watch guys do drills, uh, get into the stadium, watch some bullpens and live batting practice. They even had like an open house back on the 20th where just like people are sitting in the stands, just like watching like Tyler Malley, I think, throw to Byron Buxton and that sort of thing, hit off of each other. And so, you know, the Twins always, you know, make an effort to cater to the population that comes down here. And obviously this is more important than ever for Twins fans to be down here this year as the area continues to rebuild and regroup after the hurricane. And so uh, they're down here supporting the local businesses, down here helping kind of uh, reestablish Fort Myers and Lee County. And I think uh, that's been a big source of uh, pride for folks around the Twin Orbit this spring. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you that just aesthetically, just with your own eyes, how, how is the rebuild, how is, how is it looking to you? How is it, how is it coming along? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you can, when you look around the complex, there's definitely signs that something happened, but they've it, by and large done a really good job of, I mean, establishing normalcy again in the vast majority of the Fort Myers area. I think you get down there closer to Fort Myers beach, uh, Sanibel Island, Captiva Island, which is, 
really the lower lying coastal areas, those areas are still impacted. They're taking a while to rebuild and um, there's debris. Uh, but the communities and the local businesses and the people there are really coming together and uh, you see the rebuilding and the healing process started, and at least further inland where the Twins and Red Sox are established. I think a lot of the operations are slowly getting back to normal. Um, at least visibly, things are a lot more normal, and I think, you know, the community has started to move on. Yeah, we're talking to Doe Young Park here on The Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Doe Young Park, uh, Minnesota Twins reporter for MLB.com. All right, so help me with this, Doe, and it's – I'm not saying talk me off the ledge or try to talk me down or rein me in, uh, but this is just how I feel about it. I just had this sense, man, that the Minnesota Twins, and I know that it was frustrating how the second half of the season went last year, but I just feel like this team is fired up. They're going to be ready to go, and I think they're going to be much improved this season because I think that their pitching's going to be much improved, knock on wood, as long as they stay healthy. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is the deepest pitching staff that I have seen in my time here. I think there's definitely an internal acknowledgement of that, too. I mean, just look at the guys that they brought in. I mean, you look at the last couple of years, you were given a ton of innings to guys like Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker, Chris Archer, and Dylan Bundy last year. And uh, there's just no, I guess, like veteran stopgappy guys to that extent where they just bring them in to kind of fill innings in the rotation. This year, because they go five deep on opening day. They go six deep with Bailey Ober, who's a reasonably established big league starter who's been nothing but effective up here. He doesn't have a spot on the roster right now. And that's not to mention Louis Varlin, St. Paul guy, and Simeon Woods Richardson and Josh Winder and a bunch of other guys who are major league ready that also don't have spots on the staff right now. And not only do they have the numbers, but you come in and on day one, Joe Duran is throwing 102. Tyler Malley is throwing 95. Jorge Alcala is throwing 97. And you see these dudes lighting up the radar guns already on February 22nd. And you go to Falvey, you go to Rockland, you're like, what is going on here? And they're like, honestly, we haven't seen anything like this either. Guys are fired up. They're well prepared for a normal spring training buildup because they haven't had a truly normal spring since 2019. And here's the thing. They've got the talent. But like you said, the health concerns are there. And I think there's a wide variance of outcomes from this group, right? There's obviously more injury concerns than most in the pitching side, on the position player side, but they've done as much as they can to mitigate that with the just amount of depth that they've collected here. Even Donovan Solano coming in on the position player side when I thought there probably wasn't a need for another depth piece, but they're just like, we can't possibly have too much depth. And I think that's how they're trying to mitigate that injury risk that's very real. But um, they seem much more equipped than any other Twins team I've seen in my time here to kind of try to endure that. You know, a couple of years ago, we acquired Kenta Maeda, and, man, he was a rock star. His first season with the Minnesota Twins, unfortunately, uh, injured last year. Um, when, or I, where is he at in his rehab? Where is he at in terms of, like, uh, you know, throwing? Um, what, what, what's the latest on Kenta Maeda? Yeah, he's back to totally normal. He's not limited at all this camp, and he's like, I want to throw as much as possible this spring to get my feel back. So he's actually going to be starting the Grapefruit League opener on Saturday at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. He's gonna, it's a split squad game. He's got the home half, and Louis Varland's going up to Sarasota with half his team to take on the Orioles on the road. 
But Kenton has said, you know, if he really, really needed to, if the team were in playoff contention, if they needed him, he would have come back last September to pitch out of the bullpen. Um, obviously, they didn't need that. And once the team was out of it, they're like, all right, dude, just sit out the sit out September, sit out October, and just come back ready for a completely normal spring training in February. And uh, that's where he's at right now. I mean, he's feeling good about his bullpens. He's feeling good about the lives that he's thrown. He's feeling really good about going into ball games. Obviously, there's, again, a range of outcomes there with that guy because the last time he had an effective season was his age 32 season. And now he's entering his age 35 season. So obviously, you know, he wasn't a hard thrower to begin with. The stuff, so like the secondary stuff is what he's always leaned on. So that should, in theory, age better. His skill set should, in theory, be better equipped to weather aging. But again, this is a guy entering his age 35 season who hasn't had an effective season since his age 32 season. So I'm really, really curious to see how the stuff plays. But by all accounts, he's feeling really good. And we'll really start to get a sense for that on Saturday when he takes the mound against opposing hitters for the first time. Talking to Minnesota Twins reporter for MLB.com, Doe Young Park here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Uh, Twins right-hander Chris uh, Paddock. Uh, placed on the 60-day injured list. That's not a shocker. Um, I talked to Chris. He was one of the several um, players that I interviewed and, and had on the stage with me at uh, Twins Fest uh, last month. Man, I loved his personality. Like, th- that guy is hes a talker. He's got great personality. He's extremely funny. I love the cowboy hat. I love the boots. I love all of that, right? And so I, I just like having guys – like that being a part of an organization, right? Because it brings life to the ball club. One of the guys that left us, though, via the trade was Luis Arise. And Luis had his own personality, too. And he was, man, his energy was infectious. Uh, I think that a lot of fans, he was a fan favorite, clearly. Um, with Luis leaving and that energy exits this ball club, who do you think is somebody within that dugout or the, the you know the clubhouse there that uh, maybe steps up from a leader, leadership perspective? Absolutely going to be missed. I mean, just the joy for playing and just the wow factor of what Luis Arise did is just something that, you know, it, it's going to be tough to replace. Just just going in every day and being like, wow, this dude is doing things I don't see many other dudes do. In terms of the clubhouse factor and the leadership factor, I do think those are very important elements that the Twins front office really puts a strong emphasis on when they bring in guys. And from the leadership side, you got them bringing in a guy like Christian Bass, who's uh, got multiple World Series rings. Pitchers have loved working with him every step of the way. He's one of those veteran catchers that can really take command of a staff and can just really understand how to work with pitchers, bring the best out of them, and just be another one of those eyes and ears everywhere on the field guy. So he's going to be one of those guys. They brought in Michael A. Taylor to this incredible defensive outfield. Michael A. Taylor is a World Series winner, too. He's a veteran guy who spent a ton of time with Washington. He's one of the older guys in Kansas City. And uh, he's another one of those guys that's really been around. He's uh, not not the loudest guy, but he's a veteran guy, again, with playoff experience. He's going to fit well into the group. You got Joey Gallo, who's been through the ringer, but he's got a personality to him. He's a spirited guy, he's a funny guy, and they've all enjoyed being around him in the early going. And then there's Pablo Lopez, who comes in and just a whip-smart dude, very thoughtful, very, very just like funny, well-spoken, informative, everything like that. And so I think there really always is an emphasis on that sort of factor when it comes to the Twins and their acquisitions. And 
every clubhouse is going to have a different flavor. You're not going to be able to replace the Luis Arise and his personality one for one because he's just such a one of a kind dude on the field and off the field. But all the acquisitions that they brought in, at least from a leadership standpoint, from a veteran standpoint, from just personality fit in the clubhouse standpoint, uh, it looks like pretty seamless going so far. And uh, it's a very, very spirited and uh, very good vibey clubhouse right now. Hey, Doe, always a pleasure to have you on the show here. I truly do appreciate it. Enjoy Fort Myers. Um, enjoy the, the nice uh, temperatures and, and being, you know, not that far from the water. And I try to put some some ice and some snow in the mail to your hotel room later this weekend. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Henry. You know, I'm actually a weirdo, and I really wanted to be up there for the snowstorm. <laughs> I appreciate you thinking of me, and I hope y'all want to do them all up there. All right, take care. He that is being a weirdo. Look at that. what is Doe doing? All right, Doe Young Park from uh, MLB.com joining us here on the Lake Show. All right, let's break right now. We'll come back. Uh, final couple of minutes of hour one here on the Good Name. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Interesting email that I have here from SportsBetting.ag. They do a lot of lists, um, player props. You know, it's one of those sports book websites. And the email is entitled, it's talking about Justin Verlander. He's the favorite to collect his first National League Cy Young. Because remember now he's been in the American League his entire time. But he is the betting favorite, okay, to win the Cy Young in the National League, Justin Verlander. But this is the thing that's caught me off guard. Well, and by the way, the the let me go through a couple of them here real quick. National League uh, Cy Young... Favorite is Justin Verlander at five to one. American League Cy Young favorite um, is Jacob Degrom at five to one. Now the National League MVP favorite is Juan Soto at five to one. The American League MVP favorite is Shohei Otani. But this is what is surprising to me, Chris. Okay is that the American League Rookie of the Year favorite is Gunnar Henderson, okay, at 2-1, to one, okay, which that's pretty darn low. Like, that's the lowest of all the odds, okay? Him and Otani at 2-1, to one, it's not even close how, how, like, they're running away with this in terms of being a heavy favorite. But I bring this up because tied for third – at nine to one, is Royce Lewis? Really? Even though Royce isn't going to be back until yes. at least halfway yes. through the year. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. They got Gunnar Henderson at two to one. The second um, they have is is Hunter Brown. Okay. And then they have one, two, three, four, four players at nine to one, and Royce Lewis is one of them. That's interesting to me. Well, it, yeah, it is because what do, they, what do they what do they know what do they know that the average fan doesn't know? I maybe they're expecting Royce Lewis to put up some monster numbers in conceivably only about half a year, but that's that is crazy to think that he is getting that much love in terms of you know the rookie of the year betting preseason. That's insane to me. Hmm, I find that interesting. You can put some money down I on really it. Really do hope. No, I'm not. Hopefully, that, I think that clearly that rehab is going pretty darn good, wouldn't you think? 
All right, uh, coming up next, after the top of the hour break, Rebecca Brunson. You guys catch on the broadcast on Valley Sports North for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll talk to the former Minnesota Lynx star and current analysts about the Wolves in the second half of the NBA season next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.